1: From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 17th of January 2021. This is the cob the stuff you need to know about the day in business, markets, startups. It's a pleasure to be back here with you for 2022. I'm Nadine Blaney. Scuddy, how are you?
0: I'm great. The uh, Ashes have been wrapped up 4-0, and i got my mate back. So, yeah, it's good, a good day all round.
1: <laughs> so, the Ashes, that wrapped up just today?
0: No, it wrapped up last night. I was going to say, it how prob- long it, has it pr- been on? It probably should have wrapped up, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, today or maybe tomorrow. But uh, England uh, batting, uh, well, less of that, the better.
1: Yeah, well, you know I was overseas. And it's amazing, the news flow that came from Australia over the past few weeks, most of it having to do with the tennis. Are you going to watch the tennis now the Ashes is over?
0: I think so. Look, uh, yeah, Novak has uh, stolen the headline are looking forward to seeing the actual tennis, the action on the court. Uh, I agree with uh, Rafa Nadell. The, uh, the tournament itself is uh, far bigger than the man himself.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I was very pleased to read a, a story today on air on OzBiz, AusBiz, osbiz.com.au, that uh, involved Serbia. It was in relation to Rio Tinto, and I thought it's such a relief to say the word Serbia Minus Tennis and yeah. Novak Djokovic. Maybe Rio Tinto. So <laughs> reassessing whether it's going to be yeah. doing
0: its business in uh, its Serbia from now on.
1: No, no, no. Uh, okay, listen. It was uh, actually Serbia, Serbians, some of them taking issue with uh, Rio getting its hands on some of its resources. Anyways, I digress. Look, Scotty, we had a chat off air. I think, I mean, I toned down my language. I did say a cracker of a day. It was a, it was a solid start to this Uh, trading week, when you consider, you know, we saw that flat lead in from the U.S., Uh, when you consider it's a holiday in the U.S., so we had to find our own way, Uh, how much of today's performance can you put down to China, GDP, and PBOC?
0: Uh, I think not a lot of it's got to do with uh, the China data. I think a lot of it's got to do with what the Chinese authorities when it announced uh, uh, shortly before that. And so they cut their one-year MLF rate, medium-term lending facility. So for those who are not aware, uh, it's basically a, a funding tool used for the banks. So it basically went and lowered the cost to banks and you'd expect that when the loan prime rate, which is the uh, the rate that all benchmark rates are set off in China, uh, comes around to be reset on the 20th of this month, so Thursday, will probably be reduced by 10 basis points as well. That was cut by five basis points uh, last month. So there is clearly an easing going underway to go and support Chinese economic growth.
1: Yeah, I had a chat with Isaac Poole from Oriana. You remember him, don't you? And uh, he was talking about China, the need um, for authorities to to really continue with the economic growth model, and that's despite also pursuing a COVID, a zero-COVID policy. So in his view, that makes stimulus and more of it, particularly leading into the National Congress this year, as a very real prospect. Well, he got his prediction coming to fruition, I think, earlier than he had even expected today. So he's thinking that uh, Chinese shares are looking pretty good value right now, especially yeah. when you compare how they've performed to the S&P 500.
0: Yeah, it had a bit of a dog of a year last year. And uh, there is, of course, pretty uh, well obvious and documented uh, risks that are involved with that nation as well. But if you're willing to go and tolerate that and the other uh, volatility of the companies, certainly they look a lot cheaper than other major markets around the world.
1: Look, that uh, interview is up online. He also talks about the US Fed. Of course, the market is now pricing in more aggressive rate tightening coming from the US Fed, which, of course, makes uh, the US quarterly earnings season. Well, not that it's more interesting than previously, but some of those high-growth, big tech names will be under a lot of pressure to really, uh, you know, will prove, prove what they're worth in this market.
0: Yeah, and... Whilst the economy has clearly improved as well, we cannot go past the fact that a lot of the, uh, the corporate earnings juice that we saw over the last uh, year or two is, was helped by that government stimulus payments that came through helping the household sector. And uh, how that starts to go and react now when that gets pulled back, which is when it's taking place. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that goes and impacts earnings and what the other uh, outlook is in particular uh, moving forward. Are we going to have these boom-like conditions that some commentators expect, or are we going to have a slowdown? Well, we're going to be hiking rates. Uh, the Fed is going to be doing its part to try and slow things down.
1: Slow things down in terms of inflation. Just look at energy prices. Energy was one of the outperforming sectors here in Australia today, which I don't think I've... Mentioned, you know, the market at the end of it finished up by three tenths of a percent, seven thousand four hundred and seventeen for the S&P, ASX two hundred. Energy, I mentioned, did really well. Uh, Whitehaven, looking good. Coal prices. I mean, commodity markets in general have been really strong to start the year, but we have seen uh, coal prices surging as we have seen that ongoing curb. In Indonesian exports, I'm looking forward tomorrow oh, to speak with um, Todd Warren from Tribeca around some of the names in the commodity space. Uh, otherwise, outperformers today: well, consumer discretionary, Flight Center up by close to four percent. Can I just just give a personal anecdote with Flight Center? Uh, international travel not that easy right now. Okay, <laughs> I'll just put it out there. Uh, and actually, it, it leads me to one of the interviews that are accessible via the show notes with Dermot Ryan from AMP Capital, he talks about the travel space. Bit of a wild card scenario there. Um, but Flight Centre did really well today. And, Scotty, I had to deal with Flight Centre while overseas and flights were changing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Very busy time for uh, airline booking agencies. And i got to say... Flight Center had really great customer service so there we shout go. shout out to you Flight Center enjoy that near four percent rise in the share price today I'll
0: probably be down four percent tomorrow <laughs> given I know, given I what know. we're seeing uh, it's just such a volatile sector at the moment I uh, know who knows but I uh, know take it when you can get it
1: I did want to give credit where credit was due though because that could have been a lot worse uh, trust me
0: oh no I and <laughs> as anyone who follows my Twitter feed knows uh <laughs> when uh, us here at Osby's don't like what we're seeing we let it know so yeah <laughs> Be warned.
1: Well, no, I mean, I shouldn't I shouldn't editorialize, but I just it, it, w- it take it for what it's worth. Hey, uh, West Farmers was big news today. So obviously Omicron is impacting stores at, well, not all stores. Bunnings is doing well. But uh, if you think Target, if you think Officeworks, if you think Kmart, look, no surprise. So the market did shrug that off. Again, that goes to this interview with Dermot Ryan from AMP Capital. He gives a bunch of sectors and stocks to stay on the right side of what he's calling the shortage economy trade so where we see these supply side driven shortages um, he gives you a few of those really good stock picks Um, and on that Nathan Sumasundaram of Deep Data Analytics is accessible via the show notes as well he's saying sell retail buy staples so there you go a link to some of those interviews um, that are I think worthwhile taking a listen to uh, and then we get to before pay. Scotty, you had the pleasure of speaking to the before pay CEO. The bad news for investors, at least, is in day one of trade, share price down forty two percent. Did you ask uh, how they're going to stem the bleeding?
0: Yeah, how they can go and you know those uh, investors who went and bought into the IPO and uh, seeing their other uh, capital crunched by 42% on day one. I think it's the uh, the worst performing IPO year to date. Obviously, granted, it's not a long time. Mm. But uh, it's a controversial stock. It, it gets a lot of people uh, know, a bit hot under collar, some of the uh, know, the way that it goes about things. So uh, it was interesting to go and have a chat and uh, know how it can go and sort of appease those concerns at the moment. The biggest thing for me is the, uh, the Credit Act uh, here in Australia. If that changes, the, uh, the company seems very confident that they'll be able to go and run with the punches. But I'm just, I don't, I'm not sure whether that's going to be possible. Given uh, no, the implications, of course, so that does take place for the buy now, pay later sector more broadly. Yeah, a real close area to watch. Something I've been calling for a long period of time, and I hope it happens.
1: BNPL are the best days over. And uh, before pay, one to watch. Because while it's kind of lumped in with BNPL, it's it's quite different. You yeah. Know? This is, well, some call it essentially payday. Releasing,
0: releasing working capital uh, for that a person. Well, that, that's, that's how I'd do it if I was trying to go and spin it from corporate yeah. speak. But uh, yeah, it's certainly a, uh, as a, a one day debut, uh, pretty horrible out there. Uh,
1: oh, totally the opposite of corporate speak on before pay. I just did an interview with Claude Walker from A Rich Life. Uh, you can check that out online or via the app, it should be up shortly. And uh, he gives some pretty candid thoughts about before pay and uh, potentially what investors should look for now. And he puts it into context against a couple of other recent IPOs. That uh, he's been keeping his eye on, so I think it's worthwhile if you go over to the website or the app, and if you just type in the search "Claude Walker" or "before pay," it will come up if it's not front and center already.
0: Yeah, Claude's always a straight shooter, always good to have. Totally.
1: All right, um, guess who was back today? Except uh, other than With me, Jean Blaney. No, other than me. Koshi. Oh, yes, of course. Koshi was back for the call today. Good to see him. He picks ClinUvel Pharmaceuticals as the stock of the day. CUV is the ticker code. It finished enrollment for its stroke treatment study. Let's take a listen to what a couple of his faves, Gaurav Sadi, mine as well, Nathan Somersundrum had to say about ClinUvel. Something like ClinUvel is they've got multiple parties running. So there are different, different
0: solutions that they're working on. And all you need is one or two to come through and you made their jackpot. So in that context, I think it, it, it stacks up relatively well. But I think in the shorter term, macro takes over, so it might be weak in the shorter term. Um, and if you're a fan, I would say buy a bit at a time over the next three to four months. And I, I think it's worthwhile taking a punt on as a biotech. Cineville has a chemical compound um... And it's used this single compound to launch a whole series of treatments for really rare and small scale diseases. And um, running the numbers through the potential revenue and, uh, and profit on that treatment, it is a company maker if, if it pans out. And, and so far the signs mm. are actually quite good. Um, we've had to buy on it for, for about two years actually. And, and I think that's with, with the recent price um, correction, I think that remains the call now.
1: And that is a thought on Clive from Gorav and from Nathan. If you'd like to listen to their entire thesis around that stock of the day, you'll have to search for the call on our website or the app. We hope you do. It's a great program, and uh, kicking everything up a notch in 2022. That's all I can say for now. But uh, further details to come. All right, Scuddy, what were you going to say?
0: Nothing. I oh. was. Well, I'm, tr- I'm intrigued. You know. What
1: were you saying in the in the view today?
0: I was talking about uh, energy prices. Okay, but you missed your segue. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a triple top, or is it going to be fresh highs for crude? Uh, it came within a whisker today. I'm um, talking yep. cents, not dollars. Cents from uh, hitting eight-year highs. So a pretty pivotal moment here when it comes to the inflation debate, and also you know the impact when it starts, you no know, causing problems for demand mm-hmm. out there at the consumer level in particular these high energy prices but certainly been up and about in early parts of 2022 so keep a very close eye on that brent crude
1: level which leads us back to the fed the fed in blackout so i do not have a whole bunch of fed speakers to tell you that are coming up tonight in fact there's really not any big eco news happening around the place tonight we've got martin luther king day in the u.s so we will not have a lead in to the market from the u.s um uh, but it, it, quarterlies is what it's all about this week. Tomorrow here, I mentioned, we'll be speaking with uh, Todd Warren from Tribeca. We've got Steve Johnston from Forger. You know, a lot of the guests, it's their first time in 2022. So a lot of the conversations revolve around what now, what next, where are you looking? And again, you know, roads leading back to this, this rate hike scenario and what it will mean, what it will mean for you, what it will mean for your portfolio.
0: Yeah, I'm really interested. I am think I'll write about the Fed. I think the Fed's going about this tightening cycle or potential tightening cycle all wrong. So something for later Ooh. in the week.
1: I look forward to that, Scotty. I looked forward to seeing you. I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to be back. And um,
0: It's great to see you back.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: And long may it continue.
1: Yeah, well, I'm here and this is the COB and we'll call it a day for now. What do you say?
0: Sounds good. I'll see you tomorrow.